Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston Super Show. Welcome to the Super Show. We are live. Getting comfortable here. Yep. Yep, yep. And uh, there's a little bit of news to talk about. Some things rolling out. Uh, You see, maybe, if you're in Illinois, maybe not even then, that uh, Mancow, Eric Mancow Muller is running for governor. So that's something to be seen. Um, You know, it's a long time. Over 40 years uh, in the radio business, has a lot of connections, definitely a people person, uh, definitely been through the ups and downs of that business and, uh, came out pretty comfortable, may I add. Um, I will say that, you know, he's, he's got charisma, right? If you look at one thing, uh, our current governor, J.B. Pritzker doesn't have, he does not have a lot, but he definitely doesn't have any charisma. So that's one thing Mankow's got going for himself, and uh, I'm looking forward to see how that plays out. Uh, he says he's running as an independent. He said he's looking to roll back taxes because me and you know that when people have more money, they spend it, um, and it ends up going into the economy directly and or indirectly. So I can understand that. He's talking about getting rid of the toll booths. He's talking about rolling back gas taxes. Those are all things in the in the in the bigger cities that uh, will actually resonate with people in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, definitely wish them the best. It's gonna that's gonna be a tough race because it looks like on one side you have the Democrats, um, and they're they have all they have this big war chest right of all this money. Um, where they're even propping up some Republicans just to kind of split the vote. Um, just a simple old political tactic that's been going on since Kennedy and long before then. Um, honestly, when you look at this on uh, a broader scale, Macau can bring some refreshing ideas into the state um, as far as job creation, as far as uh, cutting costs and, and cutting uh, slush funds, uh, getting rid of waste. Those are all things that still need to be done that Bruce Ryan really wasn't able to do. He really didn't have the support. What Madhouse is going to be able to do on an independent ticket is be able to bring in those Democrats and be able to bring in those Republicans and say, look, I know what you want and I know what you want. And I know it boils down to control. So. We have to give this power to the people. We have to give the power back to the people. We have to make them feel included in the process um, and give them that integrity back in the election system that's been stolen from us. Um, so when you look at uh, what J.B. Pritzker has done, 
There's not one thing you can look at and say, this is what helped turn our state around. He did this and this uh, changed the course of where we were headed. That's just not there. There's those ideas uh, that he had ended up uh, basically in a wishing well. And they they continue to just wish for different things that have just had not uh, fermented. They haven't really panned out. Um, the pension backlog is huge. Uh, we have some of the worst pension debt, if not the worst pension debt, uh, besides New Jersey, it, who's starting to get a handle on it, but we still haven't. Um, so the pension crisis is, is imploding the state. Medicare and Medicaid, those are two big issues. Medicare, that is handled on the federal government's front, but it doesn't mean a governor can't be involved and be promoting different ideas and uh, being helpful at the bargaining table. When you look at the Medicaid system and then the abuse is rampant, that people are will get cut off that actually need it. And people that don't need it, that fake being crazy, that fake being this or that. And I know some of those people, absolutely, um, that have lost it because they were found out to be lying. Um, so absolutely, uh, you know, there is no such thing as a good lie. Um, there are people who are pretty crafty with their lies, but there's no such thing as a good lie. And what we've been fed are exactly that. A bunch of lies. Now, I understand in the city, in the most city slickers, a lot of the stuff goes over that. They're not worried about inflation. Most of those people um, that eat out probably aren't noticing too much of a difference in the cost. They're just happy to be able to go and eat out somewhere. Well, they've done everything they can to make you feel like a stranger in your own town. Um, our state government has done everything in their power to not only give us uh, less freedom, but to stop growth and ultimately keep us where we're at. So we continue to move on down this very dangerous path, and we need bold leadership big ideas, and a solid plan to implement those ideas. And we need people to talk about what we have done, right? What didn't work, why it didn't work, and how we're going to change that this time around. I think Mancow can do that. I like Darren Bailey and the Stephanie Trussell ticket as well. Darren Bailey running on the Republican ticket with uh, Stephanie Trussell as lieutenant governor. And I think that's a great ticket. The problem is, is that the Republicans are in the minority in this state. Why? Because of Chicago. Now, you have record number, record numbers of people that have left this state. Gone to other places, picked up their business and took it with them. And that is all going to pile up until change happens. Like real uh, change happens. And that means on an economic front. That means in our, in our social systems. And that means in our school systems. And if we don't address those issues, if we don't get out in front of these unions, like the teachers union, the Chicago Chicago public schools, which really they don't even have a say in their own union. It's the people 
that are running the union that have the say, okay? It's not the members. And I think that often isn't talked about enough, about how, yes, the union can be great, and the union can take care of their people. They can also hinder their people from making money, from any type of advancement, and from having a voice outside of the hive mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Super Show. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for staying with me this far. I really appreciate it. I truly, truly do. Thank you. In other news, we have something very ironic. Something a little bit a little bit funny for me to talk about. Uh, Baltimore State's attorney indicted on federal charges. I first read this in Reuters by uh, Tyler Clifford. Um, and this is just fresh off the off the press here. Baltimore State's attorney Marilyn Mosby, who is the top prosecutor in uh, in the city, was indicted on Thursday with federal charges of perjury and filing false mortgage applications. Can you imagine the irony? The same person who was calling Donald Trump a crook is here lying, caught red-handed on a mortgage application. So what does this mean? So basically the article elaborates and says she's accused of falsely claiming twice to have suffered a work-related financial hardship from COVID-19. And she requested $90,000 from her city employee retirement account. And I know what people are saying. Oh, they all do that. Oh, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Okay, that doesn't matter. If something's wrong, you call it wrong, right? You don't lump it in with a bunch of other bad things and say, well, look, all these are pretty equal, so we just chop it up and you know what? No, nothing to see here, folks. No, this is wrong. Call it wrong. Call it what it is. Now, there's also a presumption of innocence. Even though I didn't give Trump that, we'll give her that. So the 41-year-old who's been in this position since 2015, which is a little bit too long, if if I might add that, she says she used 36000 of it that she got in May and 45000 that she got in December on down payments for her vacation home. And where were those vacations? And it wasn't just one home. This was two homes where people are struggling to keep the lights on in their home. Okay. She took that money and put down payments on homes in Kissimmee, Florida and Longboat Key, Florida. So we're finding this weird trend where the Democrats seem to object to everything the Republicans are doing, object to how they act and, and, and how they go about policy decisions. And here they are in one of the most hardcore Republican states known to man. This is just irony, just pure golden irony. And the truth can't be hidden. Can't hide the truth. Eventually, it will shine into the darkest of rooms. Two counts of perjury that she's charged with stem from 
the false statements about coronavirus-related financial duress at a time when she was earning, <clears throat> when she was earning <clears throat> two hundred forty-eight thousand dollars in salary per year. Here's a woman who claims to be kept down by the white man. Here's a woman who claims that everybody else is a racist. Here's a woman that not only has lied to you, the American people, but lied to her friends and family. And that, that is a cardinal sin. The only thing she's missing is a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I mean, good grief. Give us a break. So she's falsifying information to obtain monetary reward. That's the gist of it. What will they, how will they prosecute the prosecutor? In my eyes, she'll get a slap on the wrist. She won't do any time. She'll be ordered to pay some of the money back. And we will move on with our lives. Just like we will move on with this program. But I have to tell you. That there is definitely a trend here. Okay. You have AOC hanging out in Florida. Was she home shopping too? Right. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Was she doing a little bit of home shopping with her uh, pasty friend? With her pudgy pastel friend? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And this gives us a good chance to talk about some of these news organizations like Reuters, for instance. Reuters was very open-minded. During the Obama administration, I could speak to that from reading a lot of their work during those years. Okay, so I can speak to that. They were very critical of former President Obama. They were absolutely harsh to former President Trump. And now they have again shown you that they are going to pretty much be on the side of the the majority of their readers of their of their readers of their readership they're looking and they're paying attention to that demographic and they are basically flip-floppers in a way this rooters is and the reason they are is because during the Obama administration they they were critical of him at times but you could say they weren't critical enough they didn't nail anything like on the head it was always kind of an afterthought with Trump they were trying to bury him okay and that's a fact go look at anything they published in the in those four years he was in office okay they were trying to bury the man um and now you have a pretty strong case for a prosecution laid out in this article okay but here's where some more irony gets thrown into the cauldron Marilyn Mosby ran 
as a progressive prosecutor, basically saying that she wasn't going to prosecute certain crimes. She wasn't going to go after certain criminals. Okay. It's very interesting for a prosecutor to be announcing things like that. So when she won, she had basically set the new standard of not prosecuting certain crimes, right? So now she's in a position where will other of these progressive prosecutors, especially if one gets this case, will they also hold up to that standard that she has set? In a way, she's rigged the game for her benefit. No matter which way you look at it, the politics of this is dirty. And this is a very uh, distasteful and messy, messy situation for the city of Baltimore that is completely struggling, I might add. And you look here in Chicago, and we could bring it back so we can cover this in, in a full circle. Bring it back to Chicago, where Kim Fox, the state's attorney, was with this Jussie Smollett case. Completely botched, a complete botched job. And nothing comes of it for her. Nothing happens. She's she's turning the she's giving everybody the cold shoulder, and we're just supposed to accept that as business as usual. See, our problem isn't the the corporations, isn't the people behind the scenes with the dark money. Our problem is right in front of us, right in those courthouses, right in our judicial system. And it's got to be addressed. It must be addressed. And until it is, you will see more people doing heinous crimes, getting off and walking scot-free. And that is not the America we all agreed to, to be a part of. That is not the America we all agreed to fight for. That's where we need our patriots to stand up and start getting into elected office. So when I see people like Mankow, when I see people like Darren Bailey standing up, saying that I came from that patch, just like you did, where no one cared, no one thought of us, we weren't given a shot, and we made something of ourselves, you can too. Those are the type of people we need running our state. Regular people in government. People off the street that had ups and downs, that dealt with difficult situations, high-stress situations, and now put into a situation of helping us all. That is what we need. Not billionaires inheriting money like J.B. Pritzker that never worked a day in their life, that never felt stressed besides when he took this role as governor. I bet he feels stressed now. This is the first real job this man's ever had. And you go around the state of Illinois. You see Pritzker sign that says Pritzker sucks. Everywhere you go, every town you go to, even the liberal ones, there's people with signs, Pritzker sucks. You won't see that in other states. There's no other states that have that much animosity towards somebody in their elected office. It's not, it's non-existent. But it's a sad reality in the state I truly love. Illinois. Thanks very much for hearing me out. We're going to cut the break. 
we'll come back with the last part of our show where we are going to be discussing something very important, something that you need to know about. The Supreme Court of the United States has blocked Biden's vaccine mandate for businesses. All that and more when we return. our show out today talking about some news from the Associated Press. It was really on the ball and they have come out saying that the Supreme Court of the United States has nullified Joe Biden's vaccine mandate for employers. Basically the OSHA mandate that was going to make sure any business over 100 employees, everybody had to be vaccinated to show proof of that to uh, show up and, and make a living. Um, unfortunately, this isn't communism, so for you Democrats, it just didn't go your way. Uh, believe me, there's plenty of things that aren't going to go your way, especially when you support uh, someone as incompetent as Joe Biden. Now they've knocked his uh, vaccine mandate down. Uh, states are trying to counter that by issuing mandates of their own. And now, since we have the high court ruling, that will supersede anything the states try to do as far as the vaccine mandate goes. It's up to the businesses to decide whether or not uh, they want uh, their employee employees vaccinated uh, to show up to work. And I can tell you one thing. If you're complaining about not being able to fill uh, the roles and, and fill positions at jobs... You lay a vaccine mandate on and you'll have nobody. You know, I mean, you will have an empty uh, facility uh, because I can tell you a lot of people want nothing to do with it. And look, I am I got the vaccine. Um, I don't trust the boosters yet. I don't believe that. You know, I, I, I don't think that uh, something as new as a COVID vaccine should be followed up with something even newer and less studied uh, with booster shots. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like being jabbed. I've got every vaccine known to man uh, from when I was a kid all the way to now. And I've even got the COVID one. And, and let me tell you, okay, my arm hurt for three days. I couldn't sleep on my left arm that night. Uh, is what they put it in the left arm. Um, My jaw, like my neck was kind of swollen. And it basically felt like you were you were getting sick after you took it. Now, some people, everybody has different side effects, but the side effects for me were shit. It sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very bad for about three days. Then uh, everything started to get back into normal, started to get back into focus. But for three days, it was pretty bad. But I could tell you for a fact uh, that if you have your wisdom teeth still like I do, you might want to do some research before going to get that vaccine because I think that did a little bit of damage uh, there um, in my jaw. So maybe want to look into that. I've seen some information out there. I don't know how credible it is. Do your own homework. I always suggest that no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're talking to, do your own homework. It's going to benefit you uh, just so much more. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that 
they want to be the know-it-all. They want to be the ones that's, that look at you and, and try to make you feel dumb. Let me tell you something. Those are the same people that didn't graduate high school on time. Or probably didn't graduate high school, right? So, I know a lot of those people. Some of those people are my friends. You know, they just are going to be who they are. You got to accept that in life. Like, I have some of those people that they're so willing to... Uh, die on the vine for something or you know what I mean that's not that important or and they're worried about everybody else you know and that's that's not going to do you any justice but with the Biden uh, vaccine mandate honestly truly look at this and see that this is one failure after another and what do I mean by that you're, you're asking yourself President, what do you mean one failure after another please elaborate Please help me understand so I can understand what is going on through your mind. And I can help you with that because in one year of Biden in office, we have seen a 7% overall increase in the cost of goods and services. It's way worse in some areas compared to others. The only thing that got cheaper was school supplies for the kids that aren't even in school here in Illinois, like Chicago, where they're got them doing remote learning, where about 300,000 kids, they've already said, have no access to remote learning. So that's another uh, slap in the face to the parents who have to figure out uh, paying for a babysitter, which is not cheap, my head, um, and paying for that extra uh, school activity that's not free either in the public schools right to keep them occupied to keep them busy to keep them from uh, falling into the wrong pattern and it's just very important at a young age very important it cannot be stressed enough that uh, you start hanging around lazy people you become lazy and that's just the bottom line so when you look at people and what are they doing you want to make sure you're around people who are enthusiastic about life number one but also have a plan, right? You want to be around people that have a plan. You want to pick their brain a little bit, understand how they came up with that, understand where their allegiances lie uh, to their craft. And, and that is truly an essence of how to build back a better uh, society and pay it forward. But when you look at one blunder after another from Biden, uh, from scaring the hell out of the military members, from uh, r ruling with fear, right? Doing everything he possibly can to blame the former president uh, when it's his mess now. And he wanted this mess. You can't say you wanted this and then turn around and say, look, I have nothing to do with how bad it's getting. That doesn't work. It just doesn't add up. And where I'm from, two plus two is four. So if they're getting a different number, they need to go back and adjust the common core, right? So we're looking at the evolution of society and we're being hindered with Stalinistic measures, all of these different uh, regulations on the businesses, all of this crippling of the capitalist system, the free enterprise system, the free market that allows states to have interstate commerce and not have as much of an issue as other states and, and, and as other countries. This is truly 
uh, becoming a battle of wills, uh, becoming a battle of uh, red versus blue states. And it's very sad that it is coming to this. Uh, but you can thank the Democrats for pushing that on the American people by spending trillions of dollars, one point uh, two, one point three trillion, whatever the exact number is of money that's being spent. Only a small fraction of that actually is going to roads and bridges. Um, and, and look on your interstates. Look out on your city streets. Look at all of that. You know where the potholes are. You know what roads aren't good. They're not being fixed. They're not getting any work done. And it's not because it's winter. This money was given before winter. So when you look at what is the plan moving forward, the plan's got to be to get people back to work, to be empowering entrepreneurs, and to be accepting of this new generational transfer of wealth that's happening from older family members to younger family members, while the government continues to want more of your money, people have to want more of their money for themselves to defend their household from the issues that we're all facing and we're going to continue to face into this new year. There's no escaping the reality now as there was no escaping the reality in 2020. We are in unprecedented times. We are in shallow waters and we are trying to wade in shallow waters and the rocks are cutting us. So I implore everybody to get involved implore everybody to keep an open mind and open heart because it's the only thing that's going to see us through is each other and before i forget this week's hidden gem is the movie blind side not the blind side the story of michael or no 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 this is a complete 180 from that this is going to be a film you're going to love came out in 1987 very well made very well done keeps you interested right took about 10 minutes before you were interested in the story it's all it took and uh you can watch that on the roku channel if you don't have the roku channel you're completely missing out you're, you're completely behind the curve if you don't have the roku channel it's it's just a channel like any other app you have you can add it on any other device you have fire stick uh, whatever it doesn't matter uh the freaking Apple TV, you can get it on there. You know what I mean? Get the Roku channel and upgrade your life. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Sitting in the Stone Ages, worried about finding this stream or that stream to watch a show. Like, that's just so... That's just lethargic. Okay? And if you don't know what that means, then you're way behind the curve. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. And make sure to watch Blindside. And tell me what you think. Starring Harvey Keitel... And uh, I really think you'll enjoy this uh, suspenseful movie. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone. And God bless. <laughs>